You have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations. As your business evolves and your vision comes true, Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages and render written and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available on all states. See policy for complete coverage details. It's that time. We're jumping into your Should way too early rankings for next year so the Should people can it? bring home one of those. Should I name it? And by people, I mean Jay or I or Pete or Lawrence or Dev or... Just make sure you don't make else. the same mistakes. Literally anyone else. Joe Flacco avoided in high school. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, no. We'll, I'll oh, be boy. safe. Don't you worry. Don't you oh, worry. Oh, boy. Steven, please pull up the way too early I, rankings. Wait, wait, Get me out of here. My wife sees this between us in bed tonight. She's, it's, that's going to be awkward. Or maybe not. You'll be both sets of the couch. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Happy Friday and welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry representing Dan Campbell's Detroit Lions and his ride or die and Jay Croucher. Fun show today, guys, because we it's a different Friday. We're usually up yeah. at the bar, usually doing a, the same old, same old. We're doing player motivations today, yeah. Matthew. Yeah. Yeah, a thousand percent. You looked really excited to just say something. Well, just because I, I got news for you. Like, honestly, like, this is, um, I believe, by showing up in person, I just cashed a bonus from NBC for me. <laughs> incentives. Exactly. Oh, wow. it was one of my, I have a lot of incentives in my contracts. Right. Number of times I don't curse. Yeah. Number of uh, meetings I attend. Yeah. Number of shows I'm actually here in person. Yeah. Me- meetings didn't hit this not, year. No, that did not hit. Uh, it's something I got to work <laughs> number on Number of trophies year. you don't caress on air. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That one also didn't hit um, as well. <laughs> number of times I use the phrase, I call the, the channel Peacock. I use its full name. Yes. Right. That one, yes. Uh, yes. you know, I have to work on that one, Number too. of times you insult the country and uh, lone continent of Australia as right. well. The overhit on that. Yeah, that, that, that one. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and honestly, a lot of people think um, the number of times I throw Penn State Blake under the bus mm. is uh, an incentive. It's not. That's one yeah. I just do for fun. Right. Just so you know. Yeah, and what is uh, a hit every year. That hits every single year. But anyway, it's just anyway, I just, I cashed another incentive by you being here today in person. <laughs> um, yeah, very exciting. You know who didn't cash an incentive? Hey. I'm on Ross St. Brown oh, in no. terms of his, if, you know, if he has, I don't know if he has an incentive in his contract for making the Pro Bowl, but he should. He was hot about not getting selected for the Pro Bowl, and he's right. I'm on Ross St. Brown, tied for the second most receptions in the NFL this season. By the way. He needs 29 yards to become the fourth line with over 1,400 yards in a season. You know, the Calvin Johnson of the world. Like, he's in that he's in that uh, stratosphere. So, Amon Ross St. Brown, he got completely screwed. He drinks free. I'm wearing the 14 to represent one pride. Amon Ross St. Brown, my ride or die. He didn't let me or any of his fantasy managers down this year. Seven different games with 20 more fantasy points this season. Tied for second most among wide receivers, including, by the way, at least 20 fantasy points in every single week of the fantasy playoffs. Amon Ross St. Brown stepped up for fantasy managers for the Lions. He got screwed by the Pro Bowl voters. He drinks free today and every day. So I have a rule where when we said someone was screwed from the Pro Bowl or an all-star team or whatever, we have to kick someone out. So okay, who's right. getting kicked out? out of, so C.D. Lamb's in. Sandy right. Lamb's in. My guy eights. He's in. I think A.J. Brown is in as well. I know he tailed off. Well, maybe not. A.J. Brown, Mike Evans, Puka Nakua. Who are we getting rid of? All right. Mike Evans has got to be there. He has to be. Okay. No, no, so, now, so now it's Puka or A.J. Brown. And I'd probably get rid of Puka for a moment. I, I would get rid of – I would put A.J. Brown in over Puka. Yes. But I actually would put in Amon Ron over both those guys. Okay. To your point, in terms of as great as A.J. Brown was, so was Devontae Smith, so was Jalen Hurts. He tailed off towards the end. It was yep. an inconsistent season for A.J. Brown. He was brilliant at the first part of the year. He had a definitely inconsistent. You know, the Eagles went from, hey, this is the team that's going to be the number one seed to now, like, they're going to be on the road in the first round of the playoffs. Can they beat anybody in Can the playoffs? Can they beat anyone yeah. in the playoffs? Can they de- – I mean, it's, and that's more on the defense. But, again, you know, their running game with Swift and Jalen Hurts. I would put an Amon Ra over both those guys. Yep. No, that's – yeah, I'd probably have A.J., but I would put Amon Ra in over Puka Nakua. The biggest travesty, though, is 
Antoine Winfield not making it over Buda Baker is that's genuine, ridiculous. That is genuinely like Ray Ray McLeod getting in over uh, Mike Evans or something. Like it's, it's insane. It's why people laugh at the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Honestly, that's when you look right. across the board, it's why it's the Pro Bowl has become a complete joke and everybody yeah. defers to the All Pro teams. Yeah. yeah, a thousand percent. But anyway, Amon Ra was upset, and because Amon Ra was upset, I'm upset. All of us on the show are upset for They're Amon upset. Ra. We represent for 14 for one pride. It's also, by the way, I just sort of feel like. In terms of the Lions, yeah. right? I mean, the, the run game obviously is – but Amon Ra is such a key part of that offense. And not that A.J. Brown and Puka are not key parts of their offense. They are as well. But the Lions are such a good story. I, I don't know. I, I feel like he should have gotten some narrative votes as well. Yeah, sure. No, but, I, I mean – I mean, the stats are there too. I mean, second in the NFL receptions. Yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, I, touchdowns are a little fluky. Puka missed some time. So, you know, I'm not convinced Puka Naku is the best wide receiver on his own team. No, he's well, not. I think, I think not. it's definite that he's yeah, not. He's definitely yeah. not. But you yeah. know what I mean? So it's just like... Yeah, I'd have the sun go in over Puka. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree right. with you. Yeah. All right, so we know he always has a lot to play for, the sun guy. We're going to get to all the Week 18 player motivations, team motivations. Danny Carter's going to join us to yeah. talk about the funnel defense report, uh, plus what's on tap. Before we do any of that, let's jump into the Roto World player news. For all your player news, go to NBCSports.com because a lot of injuries to go through as we start with the ones we're tracking for Saturday. Lamar Jackson and Odell Beckham, they are out because of rest. Zay Flowers is doubtful with a calf. Noah Brown is out with a back injury. Zach Moss with the forearm. Questionable here, Matthew. I think the most notable one in terms of the game actually meaning something, are the two on the bottom there, Noah Brown and, and Zach Moss, and how Moss's injury could have a trickle effect on the Colts' backfield. You certainly expect a ton of Jonathan Taylor against the Texans in a must-win game for Indianapolis. And Noah Brown, look, we will foreshadowing here, but, like, you can run on the Colts, so you expect a heavy dose of Devin Singletary here. But with no Noah Brown, I think Nico Collins and Dalton Schultz both step up. We'll talk about both those guys coming up a little bit later in the show as well. But I think Noah Brown is very significant, again, for Nico Collins and the Texans offense. All right, so we move to Sunday's games. A lot of limiteds here. The only full that we have is Cortland Sutton out of the concussion protocol. He's expected to play. Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk for Jacksonville, both limited. Jaden Reed uh, limited as well with that chest injury. Sam Laporta. Devon Achan's been dealing with the toe injury for a while. He's limited. Kenneth Walker with the shoulder. Isaiah Pacheco with the shoulder. Travis Kelsey with a neck injury. Baker Mayfield I, limited yesterday, but he's yeah. been he's looked pretty good today. As we I record. think all these guys play. The two ones that I have, and we'll talk about this in a, in, a, in a second here, Pacheco and Kelsey are the two that would give me the most concern. Also, Lawrence, Jay, as we talked about yesterday, DraftKings doesn't think he's playing in terms of the line movement. The, yeah. the sports books don't think Trevor Lawrence is playing, or if he is, he's going to be very limited by injury. That's the thing, is that even if he does play, how much better is a wounded Trevor Lawrence than C.J. Beathard, who's been fine in his, the times he's yeah. had to come in. But Lawrence, the line moved from it was five and a half, six down to right now it's three and a half Jags favored on the road at Tennessee. So certainly some doubt over Lawrence if he does go and if he, if he is able to go, what he looks like. So the most concerning ones for Sunday, we pivot to here. Jalen Waddell has not practiced with that ankle. Raheem Mostert with the knee injury, he still has not practiced. Devontae Smith with the ankle, not practicing. Same for T. Higgins and Alvin Kamara as well. Rasheed Rice there, Matthew, yeah. monster week last week. He has not practiced with a hamstring. That's a big one for the Chiefs. Again, the Chiefs are generally going to rest all their guys. So that's why we think Pacheco, Kelsey, and Rasheed Rice, if they play, it'll be very limited. That Maybe they play the first quarter a couple of series, but not the full game. Waddle and Mostert, we don't expect to play. And I don't know if you're playing in a Week 18 final. You can risk it. That's the Sunday night game right here on NBC and Peacock. Of course, I'm a company man. It'll be a great game, Bills-Dolphins. But you won't likely know until Sunday night, and then you may not just have a pivot. So if you do decide to roll the dice on Waddle and Mostert, we get some more positive news between now and game time on Sunday. And we'll track all this, of course, on Fantasy Football pregame Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern on Peacock and the NFL and NBC YouTube channel. We'll track all this. But if, unless we don't get – unless we get – more positive news and you can sort of say well maybe it's worth the risk to go there then you sort of pivot the other two that were on that list that sort of jump out at you is Amari Cooper again the Browns are kind of resting guys Joe Flacco's not going to play so it feels weird that they would let Amari Cooper who missed last week I'd be stunned if Amari I would be stunned yeah and Keenan Allen as well again he's missed so much time 
you know, it's a lost season for the Chargers. It's a, you know, interim coach. It's the whole thing's a disaster. Just, yeah. I'd be shocked if Keenan Allen plays. Yeah, and with yep. Keenan Allen's cap hit next year, they need to figure out either fix that cap hit. I don't think they're going to move on from such a special player, but his health in a meaningless game just needs to be the priority. Yep. No, you would think so. And just lastly, Connie, you touched on it, how Baker Mayfield, who was limited yesterday, this morning, there's video of him where, and the reports are from the beat reporters that he is playing, he is practicing without limitation. Like, he just looks like Baker Mayfield is throwing it deep. I'd be stunned if he didn't play, given there's supposed to be nothing structurally wrong with his ribs. And on top of that, he's got a lot to play for. As we move to our Week 18 motivations, Baker Mayfield tops the list in terms of the financial incentive. So here are the players with notable financial uh, incentives for Week 18. We talked about Baker against the Panthers, Jordan Love against the Bears, Geno against the Cardinals, Austin Eckler against the Chiefs, Devin Singletary against the Colts, DeAndre Hopkins against Jacksonville, Dalton Schultz against the Colts as well. Baker has incentives, guys, for passer rating, passing yards, touchdowns, completion percentage, and yards per attempt. $300,000 in incentives as you see them here, Matthew. I mean, he's in the top 10 of most of these categories. He needs to hold on. It's a lot of money. And, of course, their season is on the line. No question about it. I mean, basically, he needs to either finish the top 10 in the NFL or top 5 in the NFC in all these different categories. Four out of the five, obviously, as you can see there on your screen, he's currently qualified through Week 17. In essence, he needs a good game. He, If he has a good game, he's going to hit most, if not all of these. He just He needs a good game, and so... We expect him not only to play, but to play well, to get up there and and, uh, and to gut it out in a uh, in a must-win matchup against Carolina. Yes, Panthers have played better. This game is in Carolina, but uh, I believe in Baker. I think Baker has a good game. I think the Bucks win. I think they make the playoffs, and I think he makes himself some money in the process. Yep, I agree. And I think with a lot of these incentives that we're going to talk about. I think they get reduced in a game where, like, you need to win and you need to win the game. Like, I don't think Jordan Love is going to be checking out a run place to throw the ball deep because, like, he needs to win the game to get into the playoffs, to get right. to play a normal game. Where it kind of gets a little wonky is when uh, either there's nothing at stake, uh, and I know it's not an incentive, but like Puka Nakua to break the receiving record, I would say they're going to skew the game plan to get him that. Uh, and then also, if it is a blowout, if... Uh, if, for instance, you know, we'll talk about these guys like DeAndre Hopkins. If they're getting blown out or as a blowout, then maybe you fade them at that point. So let's get into some of the other incentives yep. here of the players we saw on the list. Jordan Love, he gets an extra million for finishing top 10 in yards. He's currently 10th, 40 yards ahead of Jalen Hurts right now. So Jordan Love, we think we'll be able to hold on to that one. Obviously, Jay, as you mentioned, the Packers have a ton to play for in this game against the Bears defense. DeAndre Hopkins needs seven receptions for 250,000, 39 receiving yards for 250,000. Austin Eckler needs 110 scrimmage yards to earn 100,000. Devin Singletary needs 74 scrimmage yards to earn 250,000. Dalton Schultz, big one here for Dalton Schultz. Six receptions to get him half a mil, 107 receiving yards for another 250,000. And because of all these guys, DraftKings has a lot of specials going okay. into this weekend. They're called the Show Me the Money I get it. specials right here. Do you, Matthew, are any of these incentives intriguing to you from maybe a betting or fantasy perspective? Singletary certainly is. And I, 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 will, I feel better. Six receptions is a lot, yeah. as is, uh, you know, as is the, uh, the yards as well. He's had only one game with over 107 receiving yards this season, and he's been under six receptions in five of the past six. But no Noah Brown in this game. C.J. Stroud needs a great game, not only for the Texans to win this game and get into the playoffs, but if he has a great game and they win this game, he's Offensive Rookie of the Year. And You know, I think there's probably something in the back of his mind. He wasn't drafted number one. There were questions coming into the draft. Like, there was all the, the BS about his uh, his Wonderlick score and stuff like that. Like, a yeah. bunch of BS. And the so, S2 yeah, or the new test. All stupid stuff yeah. about yeah. C.J. Stroud. Turns out he's a pretty good quarterback. <laughs> he's yeah. a freaking great quarterback. Yeah. Like, he's unbelievable. He's a franchise guy. And I think there's a lot of teams, including one in Carolina, that, like, eh, maybe maybe we – should have looked at that a little closer. Um, but anyway, so my expectation here is that Stroud wants to have a big game, obviously, for a lot of different reasons. I'm with you. He's not going to go out of the game plan to try to pad stats to try to get an award. But if there's an opportunity for Dalton Schultz, and there is in a good matchup, I do think he kind of like it. Betting perspective-wise, uh, I, I feel better about the six receptions than I do about the 107 yards, yeah. again, with no Noah Brown. But the one I really like is Singletary, who's had at least 74 yards from scrimmage in four different games this year. 
Last time he played Tennessee, 86 scrimmage yards. Uh, I'm sorry, you know, last week against Tennessee. Colts, you know, you can run on the Colts. Singletary gets a lot of work. I don't think Damian Pierce is going to be a big part of this offense tonight, uh, tomorrow. So, yeah, give me some uh, some motor Singletary. My brother from another. Oh, boy. Uh, yes. What so would it look like to motor? <laughs> okay. In different ways. Yes, very different ways. You do One run hope. into the studio quite often. Yeah. Yes, with great pace. Uh, so that is minus 150 on DraftKings for Devin Singletary to record. 73-plus scrimmage yards, which would get him a quarter of a million dollars. Now, I think this is the type of thing where if they were to be blowing out the Colts late, uh, and in typical situations, you'd put Damian Pierce in, like maybe you put Devin Singletary in so he can get that. Uh, I will say, like, all of these incentives, we talk about them from a betting perspective, like, you can't just blind bet the over. Like, it has to be relative to a price. And it's not like the books don't know about the incentives <laughs> right. as well. So that just, and sometimes there is value on them, um, but you have to always think would about you bet? Would you price. prefer to bet, so just, you know, DraftKings having this special, right? The, you know, it's, can he hit his incentive in bet yeah. essence? 74 yards from scrimmage for at minus 150, or his actual line is 81 and a half. Yeah. Would you rather just bet the 81 and a half, which... I think is it minus one fifteen. I'm up. I'm. I haven't looked it's at probably, it. It's right. something like that. Yep. I would rather bet the over eighty one and a half a minus one fifteen. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think that's right. I'll look it up real quickly, yeah. or somebody will, and they'll get in my ear. So those are the financial motivations. <clears throat> we also have the statistical motivations that are more record based here, and we kick that off with Travis Kelsey. He needs just sixteen receiving yards for his eighth straight thousand yard season, as you see. A lot of yeah. the player names we're going to go through. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Joe Mixon, Tyree Kill, Puka Nakua, DJ Moore, Kelsey there, and Sam Laporta. We got to hear from Andy Reid on Kelsey getting the record, who didn't seem overly concerned with it. Take a listen. You have a couple guys who are close to, like, milestones or incentives. Is that a priority this week, getting those guys and those numbers? Yeah, it depends. You know, depends on what the milestone is. It's uh, an eight straight 1,000 yard season. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. See how that all that goes. Do, do they have, what's the conversation like when you have those? Um, probably one sided. <laughs> Andy Reid. Yeah. National treasure. Yeah, yeah right. treasure. Yeah. Very honest. Andy Reid, very one sided. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of one sided conversations here at NBC. Yeah, yes, okay. <laughs> right. can, I, uh, can I do that? No. Okay, good. All right. Fair enough. Oh, boy. Fair enough. Oh, man. Um, so, what does Kelsey need? Kelsey needs, like, not a lot. He needs 16. 16. Not a lot these days for uh, no. Kelsey. Dead's no. good. He only got 16 last bad. week. But uh, you would suspect that in this I think he plays like the it. first two series. Yeah, I yeah. think they try to get him the 16 yards. And get him out of out. there. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I think – but I think fantasy-wise, I, I don't think you want to play. No. You're, you're, if, you know, like I'd rather – if I was in a Week 18 matchup, I'd rather start Noah Gray than Travis Kelsey right. if you're yep. telling me to pick a Chiefs tight end. Like, you know, I just – Mahomes isn't going to play. It's going to be Blaine Gabbert uh, is, is my expectation. Again, I think they'll play a series or two. But um, yeah, yeah. I wonder if uh, I wonder if uh, Taylor Swift will be at the game. Cheering on. I wonder if they'll cut to cut to cut to the booth with Noah Gray catches something. You know, (laughs) I think she'll probably skip this one. Something tells me. Another player. This is more of a long shot one. Joan Mixon needs 147 rushing yards to become the second leading all-time Bengals rusher. And Jay, I feel like. If he doesn't get this, which seems unlikely, I don't know if Joe Mixon will be in a Bengals uniform next year to do this. No. And the thing is, is like he's not being the first all-time rusher, right? Right, first right. The second. To move so up the list. I don't think you really go out of your way to get him that. Who's, I think he'll be fine as third. By the way, who is number one? Is it Corey Dillon? Who's number one? That's I'm a good curious. question. I'm curious who the number one is. Uh, Penn State Blake. On the, that's a big one. Yeah. All right. Why Penn State Blake is, the, is uh, chasing Is that it Corey down. Dillon? I'm being told it's Corey I Dillon was, in my oh, ear. Oh, it is. Okay. All right. There you go. Wouldn't guess that? All right, yeah, that's Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Good sauce to be Friday. Yeah, yeah. All right. There yeah. we go. Can I take the rest of the show off? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was actually an incentive for you, Matthew, to guess that correctly. You just made, <laughs> you really, just made a quarter a of a million day. dollars. Because of Singletary. I made 25 bucks. You're the Dalton <laughs> and, Schultz uh, of the show right now. And a bag of free pop- popcorn. Yeah. yeah. All right. Tyreek Hill. I might be the Dalton Schultz of this show. Like, you know, I'm slow. A slow, but a possession receiver. Yeah. Had a good middle stretch Undervalued, would you say? Undervalued, you know. Get the ball somewhere near me. I'll come down. Everyone doubted you? Yeah. Undervalued? Didn't Schultz get a big contract? 
<laughs> I think he's on a one year. Is yeah, one year proven deal. They always okay. say a little bit of all one year yeah. deals are good deals. Yeah, that's true. Tyreek Hill needs 248 receiving yards to break the single season record. Now, with Mostert and Waddle potentially out, I would never say never to Tyreek Hill, but yeah. man, that's a, lot of, that's yards. a lot of yards. It's a lot of yards against a defense that knows it's coming. But and, they might and, need it from No, <laughs> they do. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that's both the Bills and the Dolphins desperately need this game in a big way. The Dolphins can still make the playoffs even if they lose this game. Right. Uh, I have my playoff sheet here. I'll tell you, the, uh, the Dolphins, they clinch the AFC East with a win or a tie. If they lose, they're, they're still... In. They're in. They're, if they're in the playoffs, it's right. just a matter of whether they win the division or not. Yes. Right. Which means but, a lot to them still. Yeah, but sure. there's yeah. still this huge narrative of, like, they can't beat a good team. Yeah. Right. There's <clears> something <throat> on their back right now. Narrative-wise, and I would think internally, the injuries they've dealt with. Where would you price Tyreek Hill to get this record? I mean, 20 to 1? No, it'd be longer. It's really hard to get 248 yards. But Tyreek Hill. I know it's Tyreek Hill. I mean, the same ever... Waddle and Mostert don't play, which there yeah. is a chance that they do, by yeah. the way. I want to make sure that's clarified. 40 to 1? Well, more, I think. Wow. 50, 60 to 1. I understand it's Tyreek Hill, but I'd still. I'd put a $5 bill on that. Yeah? yeah. Okay. 248 well, yards is a lot. It's, it's a lot a of yards. I mean, who has done that in recent years? Like, Jamar Chase got 266, yeah, right, against Jamar's the Chiefs? Done it. Yeah. But, I mean, this is a Buffalo defense that is playing better, that is right. fully healthy, and also is going to be very key to yes. Tyreek yes. Hill. Yes, no, I'm just going to be clear. It's ridiculous. Uh, we're double-teaming Cedric Wilson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are they, Ron Rivera? Yeah. No. Like, no like, Ron Rivera is the only guy to ever put single coverage, and Brandon Staley to put single coverage on Tyreek Hill and just like, hey, we'll see if our guys can keep up with them. Yeah. I will say that, what was it, two weeks ago when they beat Dallas? And when they beat Dallas, Tyreek had 99 receiving yards. And he wasn't fully healthy at that point. And he dropped what I think was going to be like a 95-yard touchdown. So he was very close to having in the 190s that game. Tyreek Hill's had a couple of bad drops this year. You know, I think about yeah, the, the... The Baltimore one the, was terrible. The Baltimore one was terrible. I think about the Eagles game, you know, like that crossing route, which yep. should have yep. been a yep. touchdown yep. and would have cashed my parlay <laughs> as well that I had. I had a Tyreek Hill <laughs> leg on the parlay that that was the only one that missed and because he drops that. And, yep. Don't get me started. Um, he, could have, he could be a lot closer to the record yes. than he is. And I think if he'd stayed healthy, if he just stays healthy and doesn't miss the Jets game and then also just catches the 97-yarder against Dallas, then he's probably going to break done. the record. Yeah, it's yeah. done. Sam Laporta needs one reception to break the tight end rookie record. What a year it's been for Sam Laporta on a significant long shot, 217 yards to break the tight end rookie record for receiving yards. We've talked about he's Puka Nakua a lot. He needs four receptions to break the rookie record. He needs 29 receiving yards to break that record. That is 63 years old. Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. And McVay's note on Akua is great. Quote, this is McVay. Uh, I think you'd like to be able to see him get an opportunity to do something special and then be smart with him. Yes. He's, get the exactly. record and get to the bench. Right. Yeah. Listen, Puka, as soon as you hit 30 yards, <laughs> you out. take a knee. Yeah. You immediately, <laughs> yes. like, you immediately, like, don't try to get extra yeah. yards. They're literally yeah. just boom, yeah. down. Time out. Yeah. You're off the field. Here we go. Yeah. Connor, do you think if – so he, he's going to break the record. Yes. If he doesn't get hurt, he's going to break the record. And Stroud is a, only a one-and-a-half-point favorite in Indianapolis. Do you think if Stroud loses and Nakua breaks the record that Nakua is offensive rookie of the year? I think it, it becomes a pick. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I think Nakua will win. I think situation. so, too, and I'll tell you why. It's the storyline of being a fifth-round pick. Yep. That, to me, is why. Which might not That'll be, be fair, you. but yep. this is a voted I, award. I want to make that clear. Yeah, I, I think – I think there's a couple things in his favor, right? I think first off, um, and some of them are dumb, but you're right. right fifth, I round, fifth round pick, out of nowhere. Awesome name. Awesome. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. Pukanaku is just a short <laughs> name. Yes. Yeah. And oh, by the way, like he just he's he's got a good personality, and he he gets a benefit. And this is not fair at all. But life is not fair. He kind of looks like the the actor that plays Danny Rojas on Ted Lasso, <laughs> who's all smiles, football is life. Seriously, they've done right all now. the, like, all, seriously, yes. there's been a, a lot of that. And so Puka Naku is a guy that also, you see him in the post-game press conferences or in the locker room, always smiling. Very, it's super weird, but they, they both have the long hair. And um, and so I do think people, and people love that character on Ted Lasso, Danny Rojas. And I do think there is some sort of association, some un, you know, um, unreal association, yeah. subliminal association. What I'll say about Stroud, though. There's a little bit of an underdog there as well. Again, number two pick. No one expected the Texans to be good. That's He's been so good. I think it's not if he loses. I think if he doesn't play well. Sure. Like, I think if he has a Brock Purdy-like meltdown, yep. like what we saw, you know, if he has two picks and the Colts win and it's because Stroud, you know, uh, didn't play well, then I think Nakua wins. But I think even in a loss, 
if Stroud play, Stroud's throw 330 yards, three yeah, touchdowns, yeah. but the Texans defense doesn't do it. They fumble a punt return, and, you know, the, the Colts go in there. You know, like, there's just a couple of fluky plays, and the Colts end up winning yep. for no fault of Stroud. I think he still wins. Yep. No, I agree. And look, personally, I would Especially vote... Especially because it's a quarterback. Yeah, I would vote for Stroud, personally. I just think as a quarterback, he has such a more outsized impact on the game. I will say with Nakua, though, is that one, like, people have an issue with, like, Stroud missed a couple of games. And also, yeah. Stroud hasn't really done much for five weeks. So he's a little bit right. out of sight, out of mind. So I think he does need to remind people of how good he was earlier in the season. And the other thing is with Nakua, and this matters a ton for awards... People just love records being broken for awards. Right. They want to vote for the record breaker. And Nakua, statistically, has been about the fourth best wide receiver in football this year. And Stroud, statistically, has been outside the top ten because he's tailed off a little bit. So I think that if he, if he is kind of average in a loss, then I th- and Nakua breaks the record, I think Nakua Thank wins. You. If Stroud either wins, doesn't matter his stats. If he wins, he'll win the award. And if he's heroic in defeat, he'll win the award too. Yeah, I mean, because it's also, by the way, it's a national game. Yes. It, it's a national window. Everyone will be watching. It is for the playoffs. If he leads his team to the playoffs, That's even, if, uh, even if he's quote-unquote mediocre, yeah. he's 250, two touchdowns and a pick, you know, like he's fine. Defense plays well. Gardner Minshew does a Minshew type thing. Yep. You know, and the Texans win. I think he's still – I think C.J. Stroud still wins the award. I agree. So here's a sneaky one. Both Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts are tied for the single-season record for rushing touchdowns by a quarterback. And so now, you would, it, this is a weird one, right? Because Allen feels like he rushes for a touchdown every week and Hurts has the tush push. Allen is in a high-stakes game with a point total that's hovering around 50 right now, Jay. Yeah. This, to me, though, is one of those ones where it's like no one knows what the record is. or the statistic. This isn't like Aaron Judge going for 62 home yeah. runs, yes, yes, right? Yes. Like, if you told me to guess like who has the rushing touchdown record right now, what is the I have no idea uh, before we did this in the pre-prep. So... I mean, it might be a little bit of a thing, I but have, sure, it's interesting. It's I would have said, because I don't totally pay attention during the pre-show call, <laughs> uh, I would have, I probably would have most rushed, I probably would have Vick? said Vic. I would have said Vic. Yeah. Oh, I, I wouldn't even hesitate. Vick. I would have said Vic. I would have said Vic or Lamar in his MVP. Right. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not a massive, it's not, surely Josh Allen in a game to win the AFC East isn't going to be oh, going out of and, his way. And Jalen Hurts wants to, I mean, as well, and the other thing is, I don't ever want to say money doesn't matter because money, of course, always matters, right? And always people want to make incentives and everything like that. Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts are two of the highest paid people on the planet, right? You know, and they're two of the highest paid players in the NFL. And so I'm not saying 100000 bucks or whatever their incentive doesn't matter to them. Everyone would like an extra $100,000. I don't care how rich you are. But $100,000 means a lot more to like, you know, some special teams guy. Yeah. You know, or even somebody playing on a one-year deal Dalton like Schultz. Baker Mayfield, like Dalton Schultz. <laughs> yeah. Right. He has $750,000 on the line. It's on a one-year deal. That's exactly. life-changing. No, I understand. Yeah. Versus Jalen Hurts, who's like, yes. you know, and Josh Allen, who both are like quarter of a billion-dollar contract. Right. And this is just for a record, by the way. Yeah. Literally, it's just a numbers game. For a record that you said, like, who cares? Yeah. Do you reckon Dalton Schultz goes up to Bobby Slowick for the game? It's like, hey, Bobby. Wouldn't you? I will, t- I will yeah. tell you a Six quick, catches? Uh, I would. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. So I can't, I can't reveal. I'll tell you guys off air. I can't do this. But I, I just say, so I'm, I'm buddies with a guy who's an NBA play-by-play announcer. And he tells me this story. Mike Breen. Huh? No, I'm <laughs> It is not Mike Breen. It's Doris Burke, and my ex-girlfriend. No, no, stop it. I'm teasing about all that. Um, wow. No. So we just keep spiraling. Right. Just exactly. No, no, no. Anyway, so buddy of mine, uh, NBA play-by-player. And he tells me this story about, like, so as a play-by-player, he's, he's buddies with all the PR directors of the, of the NBA teams because he goes around, you know, does all the interviews and everything like that. So he tells me this story. He goes, there's a guy that was a center. There was a center that was always known for, um, like, good but didn't fully live up to his potential. A little bit like sort of Shaq in the regular season. Yeah. This is not a story about Shaq, by the way. But you know how Shaq would always, like, as dominant as Shaq is, Shaq could have been so much better. Like yeah, he played himself into shape in the regular season. He played himself into shape. He never won a rebounding title. It was yeah. insane, right? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, for somebody as dominant as Shaq was, he could have been, you know, so much more so. Anyway, so this is a guy who was sort of like a poor man Shaq. It was, like, good, but could have been a lot better. And so um, uh, he goes up to him. The PR guy goes up to the guy and says, hey, by the way, I was looking, I was doing a press release about some of the incentives, and uh, this is the last game of the season, lost season. And he goes up to the center and he says, by the way, I know it's a long shot, but just want you know, like I noticed you're seven blocks short 
<laughs> of five hundred thousand dollars. Last game, five, last game, one game for seven. Well, right, he's like, you know, and it's a lot, but I just want you to know, I just thought it'd be fun. And the player goes, uh, "Thanks, man." Seven blocks in the first quarter. <laughs> seven blocks in the first quarter. He got it. And then it gets, it gets an eighth in the second yeah. quarter. I guess he wasn't really worried about defensive rebounds. No, <laughs> no. no but he like, literally, like, he was just like, I got uh, you. Like, it just, boom, uh, went out. Seven blocks in the first quarter. That's interesting that Hassan Whiteside did that. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> probably. Somebody could probably figure out the story Very right from that. Uh, Very easily. Probably averaged 1.2 blocks per game that year. Yeah, seven in the first quarter. That's incredible. Anyway, but yeah, true story. Our next one, DJ Moore, another high receiving mark. He needs 209 receiving yards to set the Bears' single season record. Let's move over to playoff motivations starting the AFC. By the way, they're playing the – you know, he'll see some Alexander, but you're starting DJ Moore. Like, I don't think he gets that number, but he's been just so good. Could should have a good game. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting game, by the way. Hey, the, Bears Bears. Would lo- the Bears would love to end Green Bay season. I like the Bears in that spot. I think the Bears are better than the Packers at the moment. Right. And Bears, it's like plus three and a half for the Bears, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah we'll see if That's Jalen Johnson bet. goes. Jalen Johnson's a little yeah. questionable. But and if he goes, I like the Bears. Eberflus still coaching for his job at the moment. Like yeah. an underwritten storyline of and Justin Fields playing to be the Bears quarterback of the future. Yeah. We have this idea that like, I think there's this idea that the Bears have had this amazing finish to the season, have like a feel-good season overall. Like their win total is seven and a half. Like they've basically hit par and it hasn't been great for Eberflus a lot of the time. So I agree. I think they want to close out with a win for sure. But yeah, I definitely like them. Plus, I don't know if they beat the Packers, but I definitely like them plus three and a half. Yep. Me too. The AFC playoff motivations, as we take a look at the AFC playoff picture, we talked earlier about how the Dolphins are playing for seeding. The Dolphins are in the playoffs, but if they win, they clinch the AFC East or tie. There are ties in the NFL, as we know. The Bills are playing for a playoff spot. If the Bills win, they win the AFC East. They clinch a playoff berth with a tie or a Steelers loss or tie or a Jaguars loss or tie or a Texans or Colts tie. They are eliminated with a loss, a Jacksonville win, a Pitt win, and if Houston-Indianapolis doesn't end in a tie. So there's a scenario, Jay, where the Bills, who I believe are the third favorite on Super Bowl odds boards right now, don't even make the playoffs. Yeah, the Bills, they're the most fascinating. They're the highest leverage team of Week 18. So right now in DraftKings, they are plus 800 to win the Super Bowl behind only San Francisco and Baltimore. They are a shorter favorite than teams like Kansas City and Dallas who are locked into the playoffs and effectively locked into home playoff games. And if the Bills, if they win this game, then they are the clear third favorite for the Super Bowl because they'll have home field throughout the AFC until the title game against Baltimore should Baltimore get there. And if they lose, all they need is for the, uh, what is it, the Jags uh, need to lose the ti- the Steelers need to beat uh, the Ravens and Backers. the Jags beat the yep. Titans and then they're out. So it is yeah, very real. If, they, if the Bills lose, Jags win, Steelers win, and as long as Houston Indianapolis isn't a tie, yeah. is not a tie. We and don't all these things I kind of just disregard ties because I can't. The odds them up. I can't process yeah. that. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, exactly. But if the Jags win and they're currently favored, even yeah. even with a you know hobbled Trevor Lawrence, and the Steelers win against a Ravens team that is clearly resting, you know, resting Lamar Jackson, yeah. resting OBJ, probably will rest the majority of their starters. You know, yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo is either like yeah. The AFC East champion, or they're out of the playoffs. You're the number three favorite. You're number three team in the NFL, third favorite for the NFL for the Super Bowl. Or you're fifteenth, and you're done, and the season's over. It's incredible. Yeah, and, and I mean, I will say this: that the uh, this, the prime time games this week. You know, I kind of missed not having a game last night. It was definitely yeah. like it was weird. It's Thursday. Yeah, it was like, oh, very odd. It was very weird. Yeah, but the, the you know, I gotta I gotta say that the NFL did a good job here. Pittsburgh Baltimore is interesting tomorrow, obviously, because the Steelers need to stay alive, and there's a lot of teams that yeah. would either be eliminated or get in with a Steelers loss or win, vice versa. So that affects quite a bit. Colts, Col- Colts, Texans, fascinating. I think everyone's rooting for the Texans. What a great story that would be. But Poor Colts. Uh, 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 huh? <laughs> what about the Colts? Colts are a great story too. Everyone's rooting for the Texans. <laughs> yeah, everyone. You're rooting for the stick man. Yeah, I like Shane Stocking. Yeah. I like Demico Rides too. Colts are great. Colts are the most underrated story in the. I agree. They lost their quarterback like four weeks into the season. They don't have any good players. They're nine and seven. It's (laughs) unbelievable. Everybody's rooting against them. Yeah, Yeah. they're the NFL version of your fantasy team. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that's a really good comp. Stickman resonates with the Stickman. Yes, (laughs) Stickman stick together. I'm, let me put it this way. I'm rooting for the Texans. Okay. I agree with you. The Colts are a great story. The Texans are a better one. They've been in the desert for so long, for so long, and just you know, no one gave them a chance, and so. You know, anyway. So I'll tell you, Texans, Bills, 
week one of the playoffs is a lot more interesting than Colts Bills. Yeah, because the quarterback yeah. uh, prestige. Stroud could beat anyone on any given day. The AFC Stroud's South the real is, deal. is pretty simple. If Jacksonville loses, the winner of Colts Texans wins the division. Correct. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Correct. Now, and if Jacksonville wins, they win. Yeah, they win. They win the division. Correct. They control their own destiny. But so does Houston because if they win, they're in. Yes. They're in the playoffs, right? They clinch a playoff berth with a win uh, or with a tie. Um, and uh, and Jacksonville lost and a Pittsburgh loss. Like, it's no, complicated once again to the ties. I thought if they beat the Colts, they're in. They're in. So the winner of that game is in the playoffs no matter what. It's just a matter of whether they're a wild card or a division winner. Right, okay. That's and then what the I loser is out no matter what. All right, let's take a look at the right. NFC. Yes, they clinch a playoff berth with a win, period. Yeah, yeah. I missed a comma here. They clinch a playoff berth with a win. The comma always does you in, Matthew. Well, so here's the, the comma is small, and I have old man eyes. Uh, yeah, clinches playoff berth with a win, comma, or with a tie in Jacksonville loss and a pit. So if they tie, they, they're still blah, blah, blah. Houston, just win, and you're in. The NFC is a lot more up in the air. As we said with the AFC, Miami is the team playing for seeding. In the NFC, Dallas, Detroit, Philadelphia, and the Rams, they're all playing for seeding. The Bucks, Packers, Seahawks, Saints, Falcons, and Vikings are all technically playing for a playoff spot. Yep. So this is wide open here. Now, starting with a real simple, Dallas clinches the NFC East with a win. Or if the Eagles lose. It's as simple as that. The Eagles obviously need to win and Dallas to lose to win the NFC East with this one. While the NFC South... That's the one that, like, there are darts flying all over the place. You have the Falcons can win uh, the NFC South if they win and the Bucks lose. The Bucks just need to win to yeah, win they the win, NFC They South. win, they're the, they're the NFC South yeah. champion, and I think they will win against Carolina. They should. Four and a half point favorites. They should. All of these teams team. aren't good. All yeah. of these teams in yeah. the NFC South, they can all lose to Someone's got to get in. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's got to get in. To and me, the interesting thing is that the Rams, who they've clinched a playoff spot, but they're resting Matthew Stafford, so they could fall to the seventh seed and have to go at Dallas. If they played Stafford, played to win, they'd be the sixth seed, played Detroit, which I think is more favorable than going to I Dallas. But I guess they just want to guarantee Stafford and Cup and Donald's health, which I guess is fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe but, they're just like, ah, I mean, back in the play, playoffs, <laughs> I'll take my chances. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. I mean, I mean listen, Detroit the, the Cowboys play really well at home, but back in the playoffs is a thing. They're very beatable. Yeah. yeah. The Packers, they get in the playoffs with a win. That's simple as that. They need to beat the Bears, and they are in. They are eliminated with a loss and any of the following. The Vikings win. The Seahawks win. The Bucks win. The Saints win. Uh, so, basically, like, they need so to take care of business. They yeah. got to take care of business. Yes. They got to take care of business. The last yeah. one here, if you're looking for the long shots, Minnesota gets in if they win. Green Bay, Seattle, and either the Bucks or Saints lose. Not yeah, happen. not going to happen. Green Bay wins and they're in. Minnesota, if they win and Green Bay loses, no, they're in, right? Um, they also need Seattle to lose and either Tampa Bay or New Orleans to lose. That's fine. Seattle's in with a win and a Green Bay loss. So if Green Bay, here's what it very simple. Packers win and they're in. Packers lose and Seahawks win, they're in. And then if both teams lose, then Minnesota's got a shot. I like the that's note right. at the bottom that's reminding us that the Commanders are eliminated. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they, along with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Oh, and the Arizona Cardinals. Previous yeah. page had the Jets. I just want to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Very well done. Yep. Uh, all right. The Don't NFL worry. gives way to Michigan versus Washington in the national championship on Monday night. And for those of you looking to bet the title game, you're in luck. Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, I'll be making a guest appearance alongside Vaughn Dalzell, Brad Thomas, and Eric Froton to break down the matchup. So join us live on the NBC Sports YouTube channel and be a part of the discussion. Oh, and by the way, currently holding a 20-1 to 1 ticket for the Huskies to win it all that I put in July. Hey, so look at you. On the line. Yes. You got that big yes. Phoenix energy. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly oh, right. Go. All right, we'll be back after this with Denny Carter. <laughs> You have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations. As your business evolves and your vision comes true, Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages are underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details. Can I tell you guys something about that Algier 75-yard touchdown? 
No. Yes. First of all, <laughs> first of all, I found my god. You did. I started out here in two fantasy championships uh, last week. How did he get away with this? And folks, I lost both. <laughs> yes, lost he did get away with it. Wow. With, that's, I mean, that's called ball don't lie. With a 75-yard Tyler Algier touchdown, I lost both matchups. So. Denny Carter, crime does not pay. That's what that <laughs> crime does not pay. Didn't feel criminal at the time. So yeah. I felt uh, very extremely happy. That's what they all say, me. buddy. You Lock were good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to jail for six months. I want to lock Denny Carter up. As we always do on Fridays, we welcome in Denny Carter. This week, uh, no regression files anymore, Denny. Safe to say that that part of the year is over. But the funnel report, how are we doing? I, I'm, I'm doing well, and I'm not. I haven't been locked up. Thankfully, I, I didn't get away with those Tyler Algier touch or that Tyler Algier touchdown. Unfortunately. Lost all four of my fantasy championships, guys, last week. So it was a yeah, tough week. Wait, can I can I ask you something, Denny? Like, why was Kyle cheering the fact that you lost all your fantasy championships? I mean, like, you know, it's fun. You know, like to go ban- ban- banter back and forth. But at the end of the day, like, you're his co-host. You're his right. colleague. You're his friend in theory. You like, for boss. you to like, not sure you know, that, but... like, it feels feels very mean. For him to well, literally cheer audibly that you lost your fantasy championships. You know, they didn't want me to get away with starting Tyler Algier in week 17. You know, because sure. really I shouldn't be in a position to have to do that. But I was in two leagues and it seemed to pay off at about 2.30 Eastern time on Sunday. Didn't pay off uh, later in the day, unfortunately. But they, they, an ongoing theme of the show was that I was saying Tyler Algier is better than Bijan Robinson. Kind of as a joke, but only kind of. Yeah, no, no, it's that definitely is kind of a joke. Um, it's not a, it's clearly not a full joke. Um, but that's all right, that's all right. We'll handle the full jokes here. You handle the uh, the denim jacket. Oh, I will. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, I, look, I, but but I I still have an issue with it because it's like like that was a good play. Like again, like Algi- I mean, the reason you lost your fantasy championships is not because you got because you started Algier. I mean, Algier got more production than you deserved. Oh, oh, I know. No, but it's it's just the fact that they, you know, Pat and, and Kyle are huge Algier haters for for whatever reason, and I have been on board the Algier train as he gets two two point five yards per carry. That's why I'm a fantasy analyst. Yeah, I'm also yeah. on board with Danny's outfit today, looking like a character from the first Terminator movie. Uh, it's very. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Jay's uh, comps. Jay always has a great oh, comp for me. Like, I think oh, he God. called me Mulder from season one the other day. Which, by uh, the way, I, I told my wife I'm very, I'm very happy about that comp. Yeah, no, it's the nicest yeah. thing I've ever said to anyone. Yeah, yeah no, he looks like an, he looks like you know the guy they would cast as like the the high school dropout or the um or the dr- <laughs> no. corner the drug dealer on the corner, oh, you my. know, something like that. Aggressive. You know, like his, his, his a little like term. you know. I like, don't really see that. Let's say Denny Carter's a wire character. Yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't right. see him like hanging out on a street corner, just like you know, like you know, Need like uh, you know, uh, dealing weed to to bored rich kids. Yeah, potentially. I can say that. No, no, I'll come around and cut Matthew. Yeah, yeah. Jay, uh, to to go with your '90s comp, I'm actually wearing a Twin Peaks T-shirt. Oh, uh, so there you go. Big Big Peaks fan. Like yeah, that. there you go. Like pie. Season one. All right, off. all right, Danny. So for the funnel report, as we smoothly transition out of Jay's <laughs> so, uh, movie and NBA it, comps, it, was it, was it you Laura, want me to spoil it? No, no, no. I don't. Laura no. Palmer. Laura Palmer. Yeah, right. That was the thing. Who killed Laura Palmer? Yeah, who I can her? tell you. I don't want to tell America. I'll <laughs> okay. tell you who. In, tell me off the, the show. off air, <laughs> and then I'll tell you who the center was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. We'll yeah. trade that. It was on what side? Let's let's get to Denny Carter's funnel report. All right, Denny. So the Eagles still playing for seating right now, and the Giants just playing uh, for pride at this point. But the Eagles' pass defense has been so bad this year that this is a clear funnel uh, pass situation that could enhance maybe a Darius Slayton this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Slayton, Wondell Robinson, who led the team in targets and receptions last week. Of course, he's more of a PPR tape option. Darren Waller, you know, pretty much anybody running routes, but especially running routes from the slot against this Philadelphia secondary uh, has a good chance to get there. We we have a good combination here, guys, because uh, the Eagles are the second most extreme pass funnel defense on the season. And the Giants, weirdly, have gone pass heavy. They have a 70% neutral pass rate over the past three weeks. That means that when the game is within seven points, the Giants have passed on seven of 10 offensive snaps. That is 
a lot that leads the league by miles. And so we're going to see Tyrod Taylor doing his thing again this week, I think. All right, Danny, we talked earlier in the show how Devin Singletary has a big incentive, $250,000 if he gets 74 more scrimmage yards. The good news for him, as much as you don't want to dictate game plans to incentives in must-win situations, the Colts' Mm -hmm. run defense is a great funnel for him going into this matchup, potentially for the division. It is. You know, the Colts have been a go-to in my uh, funnel column all year. I wasn't going to stray from that uh, recipe in Week 18. Uh, everybody turns to the run against the Colts. The Texans, without Tank Dell, have become slightly more run-heavy for obvious reasons. Uh, and Devin Singletary has taken over this backfield. He has 25 of the team's 34 rushing attempts uh, over the past two weeks. So I, I think he could be in for 20 touches here against a, a vulnerable uh, Indianapolis front seven that has given up some big performances of late. I know that Zamir White didn't quite get all the way there uh, last week, but but he was. I swear, I swear he was going to. I was assigned that game by Pat Doherty. I watched it. He was real close to having a big game. Great stuff yeah. as always, Denny. You can catch the full funnel defense report and all of Denny's work over at rotoworld.com. Thanks, Denny. Thank you, Denny. Thanks, fellas. Good job, all Denny. All year. Appreciate you, brother. The Oscars you, may be in March, but awards season officially begins this Tuesday with our second annual Peacockies. We announced the biggest fantasy winners of the season including these categories live on Fantasy Football Happy Hour. And the best part is our viewers will once again be able to cast their vote via our fan ballot, which will be released this Sunday on Twitter. Matthew, let's get a warm-up in here by picking some like of we, our favorite loser punishments from yeah, the season. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think we need some more categories, too, like Best J Insult. You know, <laughs> like, just some, we need some other categories best for the show. Best J 2007 NBA comparison. Yes. Right, yep. exactly. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. yep. Chris um, Duhon. Yep. Right, exactly. Oh, <laughs> Worst. Uh, Knicks fan. I, That's a callback. off on you with that. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Worst movie you've, you've spoiled. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Um, Magnolia by your So, okay, viewing. here we go. We haven't seen these. Some of the best fantasy loser punishments, people living that fantasy life. Oh, man. This is uh, from Scoot, who says, uh, changes every year, but my favorite was loser. Had to compete in an amateur <laughs> bodybuilding competition. <laughs> <laughs> he does oh, not have a body made for a bodybuilding that's, competition. That is that's pretty the, amazing. That's a great idea. There's a lot going on there. Oh, Last place in my league has to go up on a billboard as a punishment. That's from at uh, my Pete 96 uh, or MVP 96 as well. It's another one. You must run a lemonade stand in public in costume for two hours or until you raise $200 for charity, which other comes first. And so there's a guy like dressed and, like as a weird boy scout or something. I don't know what's <laughs> yeah, going on with that creepy. outfit. An adult lemonade stand is terrifying. Yeah. You're not yeah, getting $200. You don't do that. All right, Conrad and Seville, loser of our dad league, all dads from our kids' class, has to be the Easter Bunny at the school Easter celebration, 12 team. That's league. good. That's, that's a good one. Good one. Yeah. That is, uh, that's kind a of terrifying, but good. Terrifying, yes. but good. Yeah, that's great. Really Donnie Darko type of vibe. Oh, we got uh, a, we got a video from Joshua Green <laughs> in my league. Last place gets a dozen eggs thrown at them. Yeah. Well, oh my! This is by the just way, cruel. Is the person in the, the red costume. is not exactly Josh Allen the way they're throwing. Are <laughs> yeah. you looking at this? Yeah, I don't think yeah. this person's yeah. been hit once. That's yeah. actually Nick Mullins. Yeah. Uh, Nick Mullins <laughs> plays in this league. That might be. Oh might be goodness. Nick Mullins. Look at him with his shield. He's got <laughs> the face so shield going on. You could at least put him in goalie gear. <laughs> yeah, that would make know. a bit even better. But he was dressed in some sort of. Was he dressed like as a chicken or something like that? The idea was that they were throwing eggs at a chicken. I think it was a suit that people that paint wear, like a painter's tarp, and he had the face shield to protect his actual clothes. Maybe next time they have to wear that. Whoever that was in the red was throwing like this. Yeah, it's like CJ Stroud, but way worse. (laughs) (laughs) CJ Stroud kind of has the little. Well, yeah, it was a little bit like the Tim Boyle. Yeah, reminds me of like you know. They always, in college, they always do the, the Dr. Pepper, you know, challenge. And there's oh, always man. a controversy about whether you go this yeah. or the double-handed yeah, yeah, push yeah, pass, which is fast. Yeah. It is fast. People make fun of it, but this it is always for the wins. money. It always wins. It always wins. Yeah. It always wins. But anyway, so, but did, that guy wasn't connecting on a lot of eggs <laughs> no. that way. If you have more loser punishments, Please. tweet at me, at MatthewBerry, TMR. Use hashtag fantasy life, hashtag FF happy hour. Please, or, and we'll, uh, we'll feature more of these throughout uh, the week and tomorrow on Sunday at Fantasy Football pregame as well. All right, we're taking our last break. When we're back, last call, our best bets for Week 18 to close out the regular season. You see where your business can go. To get there, you may need another 10 trucks. At Century Insurance... 
We put more than 115 years of industry experience to work to help protect you as you launch a new delivery service or expand into a new region and reach your business goals. Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages and underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code Barry when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, Sportsbook, the the crowd is yours. It is time for last call. Let's take a look at the most Saturday bet player props, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings Chris Boswell field goals made. If you're wondering what the board looks like with all the players resting, that's number one, and it's under one and a half. Then four Texans props. Devin Singletary rushing yards, 61 and a half over. Dalton Schultz receptions over four and a half. I think a lot of people are alert that he uh, has a lot of money on the line for that one. Half a million dollars if he gets to six. Nico Collins receiving yards over 70 and a half. Nico Collins receptions over five and a half. Jay, what do you like from this weekend? So like Mason Rudolph under 191 and a half passing yards. What better way to celebrate the new year than Mason Rudolph under? So a couple of things. One, there's going to be a snowstorm in Baltimore tomorrow yep. where Mason Rudolph is playing. So that's bad for him. It's going to be raining. It's going to be 10 to 20 mile per hour winds. Baltimore have an elite pass defense. Their run defense is merely average. And the Steels will want to run the ball in this game. And also, I think there is a... 5 to 10% chance that we talked about this yesterday. Yeah. If it goes south early for Mason Rudolph, I think the guy who'd be picking up the passing yards in garbage time might be Kenny Pickett. So all those reasons like I like that. the under on Rudolph. So very quickly, because I want to get to a couple other incentives we missed, but uh, I like the, I never like to ride with the public, but I do think they're on to something with Nico Collins' receptions over five and a half. He's had at least seven in each of his last four games with Stroud. We talked about no Noah Brown in this game as well. Uh, not for nothing, but how about Melvin Gordon? Anytime touchdown again, like they're sure. going to be playing, like like it's at plus money, right? It's at plus two eighty five for Melvin Gordon. Uh, why not? And then also the Commanders are only thirteen point underdogs to Dallas. Should Dallas minus thirteen. It, it should be twenty one. Honestly, <laughs> look, Jonathan Allen's not going to play. Kendall Fuller's not going to play. Cam Curl likely not going to play. Oof. They're phoning it in. Cowboys need this win. Yeah. They're going to kill them. They're going to minus 13 is way too low. Yep, I like it. All right, guys, we talked a lot about all Baker Mayfield's incentives. He has five different categories. I'm simply going over one and a half passing touchdowns. It's plus money right now. It's plus 114. Baker's done this his last four games, his last five of six. I get it. People are a little fearful of the matchup in some sense. Baker's going to come out firing. He'll be fine. So, okay, a couple of uh, uh, quick things. Xavier Howard, by the way, officially ruled out by the Dolphins as well. That's good news for the Bills passing attack on Sunday night. And then there's a couple of uh, incentives, by the way. <laughs> How This is crazy. But uh, Chris Jones of the Chiefs has a $1.25 million incentive for half a sack. It's got to get that. Yeah. He will as not soon be, as that gets picked up, boom, bet that. He will not be defending the run on Sunday. No. He will be, he will why be should he? the game doesn't even yeah. matter. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, by the way, Denny Carter, uh, apologies to Denny Carter. We didn't, weren't able to get this, but he just tweeted this. The dishonest mainstream media won't tell you that Taysom Hill gets a half a million dollar contract bonus if he rushes for 250 yards Sunday against the Falcons. He is correct. Uh, we, we did not want to mention that. We've been hiding <laughs> it. We're purpose. absolutely a dishonest mainstream media. That is us. That's how I would describe our show. Well, we're not we, mainstream. We don't want Taysom Hill propaganda. No. Hey, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can stay here for Jay and Connor. I'm Matthew. We'll see you Sunday morning for Fantasy Bowl pregame. Peace out. You see where your business can go. To get there, you may need another 10 trucks. At Century Insurance, we put more than 115 years of industry experience to work to help protect you as you launch a new delivery service or expand into a new region and reach your business goals. Century right by you. Property and casualty coverages and underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details.